Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Gavin, aka Gavo, aka Coke, aka whatever the hell you feel like calling me. Um, just make sure you're respectful um, because I need you to be the main host, the guy who run this thing, the guy who pay all the bills. Mike, what's good? What's good? What's up, fam? What's up, everybody out there? Holla at your boys, Mike Will, all the hustle balls players. Come on, get at your boy. You're the, on the right podcast today. There you go, man. Um, Funny enough, I definitely gave you a shout out. Um, This is so random, but I gave you a shout out on the Shift to Plan podcast, and I talked about this podcast. So hopefully we get some people to come from there, if I did my job correctly. At some point, this podcast is going to have, like, Tons and tons and tons of downloads. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we... It's going to retire us. Yeah, I mean, we we, <laughs> we, we, we be nailing shit. Man. We do. So, this is episode... I don't know. I'm a guess because I like to guess. Mike don't like to guess on what episode. <laughs> I'm guessing it's 15. And we on the road to 20, man. Or maybe 16. We're trying to get to 20. <laughs> we try, we're just trying to get to 20 because we think we'll know what the hell we're doing by 20. So... Um, season, today, two, season two going to be lit. <laughs> season two going to be great. We're going to actually have guests. We're going to have a producer. I'm banking on us hiring a producer. I doubt it's going to happen. Gavin's selling y'all right now. I'm selling dreams. Man. Hey, but the information is dope. So, I mean, I look, I I, I, I dare anybody to come in and be like, yo, y'all information is whack. Y'all don't even know what y'all talking about. Yeah, like, at I, least I, one I dare, of us. I dare you know anybody. But we good on that. So, um, first up, man, Facebook. I always have to go through this. And I'm, I'm preaching this to somebody who's listening out there. Follow us. Business Stir Fry is on Facebook. We post all types of articles. It's pretty cool, yeah. It really is. And I need everybody to go follow it. I need you to comment. I need you to let us know which articles you do and don't like. Because if you do, then what happens is you get to get a uh, you get to get shouted out on the pod and we get to thank you. So first up, man, what what the hell we been posting this week? Man, so this week we we went to a couple things um this week. Uh, one, Johnson and Johnson is ordered to pay five hundred and seventy two million dollars. For the opioid crisis in not baby shampoo, Oklahoma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> baby shampoo out here slanging dope. Hey man, <laughs> so and, and, and being that this is a hustle podcast, it actually fits in quite nicely. But uh, yeah, Johnson and Johnson was ordered to pay five hundred and seventy-two million in regards to uh, to Oklahoma opioid crisis, and I mean, of course, it's it's, it's going to be um, repealed and it'll go to other courts. But of course, we know that other states are also going to be into this. Uh, if, if you're investing in Johnson and Johnson, I'd be I'll be 100 percent honest. It's, it's not going to affect Johnson. Johnson Johnson is such a huge company. Yeah, it's really. Who not. else make baby lotion? <laughs> Who else make like baby shampoo? Yeah, exactly. And all types of shampoo. So it's like. it's, it's not really going to affect them. Uh, I, I'm not giving uh, investment advice one way or another. But that was that was crazy to see that. Uh, a judge ordered them to pay that much to a state in regards to the opioid crisis. And I just want to throw this out here about the opioid crisis. Um, we don't see crack being a problem nah. anymore, right? Nah. So, and everybody in crack, we threw them all in jail, right? Yeah, we locked them up away. Okay, maybe we should just throw everybody in jail for the opioid crisis. Well, you know. I'm it's just a saying. different demographic it's, 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 effect. I'm, so. I'm just, just pointing out an inconsistency <laughs> in justice. Mike know what happened. Mike know what's happening. <laughs> all right. You know what? This is so offbeat, and I'm good for at least three of these type of comments. I really, because I grew up in a different time, um, I really didn't realize how much crack affected communities. Because I'm just younger. And I grew up in a different area. Yeah, I mean, gosh, nice. it was crazy, man. I mean, it, I mean, if you being a, being a, a, in the a youth 
Um, I mean, I remember, you know, having classmates and yeah. family members that actually did have, you know, a problem, you know, with cocaine, yeah. aka crack. So it, it's it's definitely like, I mean, we we I'm a, I'm a little flippant right yeah. now because I lived, you know, seeing people who were great people, yeah, um, get records because of an addiction, yeah, and we would always say that, you know, this is addiction, it's probably a medical problem. And it wasn't seen that way at this time. So, I mean, trust me. Like, like, look, guys. Ultimately, I don't think anybody should ever be locked up for anything that's not a nonviolent crime, period. Absolutely. Anything, when I say anything, I literally mean anything. If, it, if yeah. it's not a nonviolent crime, they should not be locked up. I don't think they should go to court. I, I am probably, again, if the Libertarian Party was not racist, I'd be <laughs> a Libertarian. I think we should take laws off of the books. I'm a pure capitalist. I think humans know how to act. I think that I think when you start enacting rules for humans, That's, they want to act out. Then they act out. It goes back to when we talked about the ideal of you know speed limits in in, in the late eighteen nineties, right? Yeah. Like cars had just begun, mm-hmm. and we had already put a speed limit on a, on a vehicle. We was like two and a half miles per hour the faster you should go. Yeah. And 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 a, and a cop pulled over that car at I think I gave the wrong speed back then. I, I want to say he rode a bike and he pulled a car over at excuse me, yeah, that car over at five miles per hour because they were doing double the speed limit. All right. What neighborhood right now <laughs> would not give their left nut or right arm <laughs> for you to drive through it at five miles per hour with kids there? Bro. Pretty much every neighborhood, right? Bro. But in 1890s, we thought that was a big enough deal to actually limit ourselves. Absolutely. So, so I am anti pretty much every law that's on the book. Like pretty much every law on the book, take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Uh, what else we was talking about on there? Um, we had WeWork. NYU professor call it We What the Fuck. I love that shit. Come on, um, man. That's we, a it, dog company, Yeah. Man. It is a unicorn. WeWork is going public. Uh, I, I I love it. Uh, we, we did not have a WeWork episode. Not um, yet. WeWork is going to go public this month, by the way. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> you buying? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's when we need to Kawhi laugh uh, for real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, I'm not, he's not buying. I'm not buying. We work, but uh, I, I I do love seeing all these companies go public mm-hmm. um, because that lets us know the state of where we are in our economy. And we always like to talk about. I mean, our favorite stock, right? Like Uber. Uber was actually like one of my companies that I that I wrote down for. If the recession coming, Uber goes public. That's, I actually have that written out. Like I could actually show you. I wrote that. I wrote it out like four years ago. Um, Uber's at thirty one dollars a share right now. Hey man, well you told everybody don't get it when it first came out. Well, I mean, I said do not buy companies that don't make money. <laughs> I did not give a recommendation to buy or not buy so any company. For people who don't know, I'm on this podcast just to connect the dots <laughs> and make Mike, you know, make decisions here. And he said he was not gonna give no advice. And what I got from it was don't buy Uber. So uh, if a company, hey, we talked about a house being on fire, right? <laughs> if the house is on fire, it. If a house is on fire, you don't put water on it, it's going to burn down. If a house is on fire, you put water on it, you probably save the house. That's kind of how I see companies that do not make money. Those companies, they they don't have water on their fires. All right, man. Is it time? Is it my time? It's your time, bro. It's always your time. Well, let's see what else we talked about, man. What's up with the IPO? It's a stir fry. Well, I mean, we got WeWork that's coming out. Oh, Facebook. 
they took off um it will always be free from their slogan well you know they, they took that off man you know how we feel about facebook right now i gotta send you that article about them taking likes away soon enough yeah i please send me that tonight um rich people aren't spending money that's that's a red flag i saw that today let's somewhere. see uh what else we got going on cryptocurrency looking like a bubble you already know we're going through articles that we post on there uh, hey, there's an article on Black Billionaires 2019 that's on our on our page. Uh-oh. A lot of these individuals are going to be on the Power 48 list. Uh-oh. So check that out, man, because we actually, we're actually going to post all these individuals right here uh, on the list. And, I mean, that's about it, man. Let's go, let's, let's, go, let's go to your segment. All right. Being long-winded is kind of fun. So, all right. If you was listening three episodes ago, we had a little segment where... Mike doesn't know the topics. This is dangerous for him. <laughs> it's super dangerous. <laughs> and I'm going to ask him a question. It's kind of just to get his ideas um, of the topic. But unfortunately, he has to pick from two topics. So first up, how easy? Oh, we're going to say that one for last. First up, man, do you want to talk about Nick Cannon or you want to talk about a- Akon? And I already know where you're going. Man, you know, you know I'm going to Akon, man. Uh, all right. So, and by the way, some of these topics to I really want to talk about. Um, Akon, who actually, he's partnered up with a solar panel company for uh, Lighting Up Africa. I didn't know that company is in North Carolina. But oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. And That's so dope. He was talking about solar panels. But one thing, I was listening to his interview. Akon said, if you buy something, it should, he has a 10% rule. Whatever you buy should not cost more than 10% of what you have in the bank. How do you feel about that? Because he mean, said you probably can't afford it. If yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with that. I totally agree. Um, I, I actually had a rule when I was uh, self-employed and I was making money in lump sums. Yeah. 20% of that money is, is the money that I spend. 80% mm-hmm. that I either have to reinvest or divest it into something else. So, mm. no, I mean, so normally if you are taking money in lump sums, yeah. you definitely should, should follow that. But I, I, I mean, he's saying 10%. I think it should be less than that. I think mm-hmm. in general... You really got to understand, once you get past 30, right? Because you're yeah. 20s, you're going to just be fucking up. Shout just out for to the sake of fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think once you get past 30, uh, it really, you really should should stop spending money in general on wants. It, it, hmm. Everything you buy in your 30s should be a need until you get to the point where you really have excess cash. Hmm. Now, excess okay. is for excess. But until you get there, I just think, like, well, like what are you buying? Like, what are you what are you buying in your 30s and what are you buying it for like what like are you buying louis shades in your 30s for what for a reason that's stupid i'm trying to think what's the next big purchase i am trying to buy a car at the end of this year and i don't want to man i mean but... are you buying ballys in your 30s like like nah, now, now, now i mean your be. 20s yeah you do stupid shit you do stupid you want, stuff you, want, you do want to have it i got but... a great question to follow up <laughs> what's the dumbest thing mike has ever bought louis shades <laughs> easily <laughs> not even not even close you know what? <laughs> Me and the wife, shout out to my wife, man. Uh, we was talking last night, and she said, uh, we was talking about how there's this notion of um, people look at their weddings, and they like to look at it as like how much I spent on my wedding yeah. versus the truth of this is how much it just cost me to say I do. Oh, and so, that's um, painful. And so I told her, she said, would you do it all over? I said, of course, you know, I get married, I would. I said, I would not have bought red bottoms for my wedding. And for people who don't know, <laughs> I got these red bottoms. These shits hurt like hell. And Mike was there. I wore them down the aisle, and I took them off. 
and I didn't wear them for the rest of the night. I had on other shoes for the rest of the night because they hurt so bad. And then we took our wedding pictures in the grass, and the grass was taller than my shoes. So you couldn't see what the hell I was wearing. So anyway, I said, you know what? I wouldn't have bought that. And I bought like a $600 jacket from like London that... I have only I haven't took it out the closet. Hey, you look great though, man. It was a great wedding, man. Well, we had a good time. Well, it that's how much it cost me to say. Hey, y'all, Gavin had an open bar at his wedding too, and people was tore hey, up. Hey, hey, you not bossing it out? You <laughs> have an open bar at your wedding, unless you do what we did, and you know, <laughs> we'll go there another day. Um, all right, next up, Nike and Grayson, and you know who Grayson is, yeah, or Jalen Rose and Nike. Oh, I don't know. This is kind of this is peculiar. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead. How you want to do this? Let's do let's do Nike and <laughs> ah, gosh, this is very peculiar. All right. Let's don't do Jalen Rose because I because I because I, I want to I want to keep I want to keep some things separate. <laughs> Sorry, Nike. We was gonna talk about y'all, man. But we still gonna talk about y'all. Um, Jalen Rose was on an interview and he made it be known um, that he doesn't wear Nike today. And he talked about how he was pimped out when he was in college at Michigan. And the number one thing he said was, he said, um, you know, of course, and we, we've always said we need to do a Jalen Rose, um, excuse me, we always said we need to do an NCAA podcast. Yeah. And he talked about how um, back in the day, if you wasn't playing basketball when school was out, they had to go back home. He talked about how he used to always have to go back to the block and have to hang out with his boys who were selling dope or whatever. Yeah. Because he couldn't stay on campus. And so anyway, he talked about how he, you know, you know the story about the Fab Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just kind of want to know what's your feelings on getting pimped out by your employer? Because I just think it's important. (laughs) I I mean, so we always make pimping out to be, you know, the guy in the big Cadillac. Yeah. you know, he got a bunch of, you know, women that he calling bad names and he got them out on the track and then he's backhanding them. That's not really what pimping is. Okay. You know, I mean, pimp, pimping is the ideal of I'm exploiting you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But, I, but, but, but there's this ideal of caring about somebody too. Yeah. You know, in pimping like that is, that is a definition of pimping. So I think, I think Jalen is. I like Jalen, first off. Me too. I think a lot of times he His book is in our studio, by the way. Yeah, I think a lot I think a lot of times uh he his I think I think his, his viewpoint is myopic sometimes. Okay. That he's that he doesn't look at the totality of, of a picture. Mm-hmm. Um Nike didn't pimp Jalen as much as the University of Michigan pimp Jalen. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, University of Michigan would have did the same exact same shit if he was wearing champion. Absolutely. All right, so the problem isn't Nike per se, no, is is the NCAA absolutely. and the University of Michigan. So I agree with Jalen. There was some pimping that was going on. Yeah, and I and I and I think that the pimp did care about you know his 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 product. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I'm gonna draw the line at saying that you know like oh I would never wear Nikes again. Like I mean what 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 career would Jalen have? Like you you can't tell me that Nike did not pay him when he was a Toronto Raptor. Absolutely. Yeah, and you can't tell me shit. Can't tell me Nike didn't pay him when he was a Michigan Wolverine. Well, I, mean, I mean, Michael Avenatti tried to exploit that, <laughs> yeah. and they got his ass good. Yeah, so you didn't. So he didn't get all of the money. I mean, look, I'm gonna tell you a good example of this. So every year they put out like who makes the most money off of shoes, and every year Jordan leads that list. Michael Jordan Absolutely. leads that list. I don't like that list by the way, but I explain that after you get done. Uh, so 
Michael Jordan, I think they say he made $130 million. He made $132 million. $132 million off of what, what was the revenues for the Jordan brand? Was three and a half? It's like three and a half billion. Three and a half billion dollars. And Jordan made $132 It's right. It's disgusting. That's disgusting, guys. Like, And, and the thing is, look, you should never be embarrassed for making $130 million, right? Absolutely. Free and clear. True. But when somebody else made three and a half billion, and only and you, uh, you know what's sad the reason why somebody's probably listening like why don't I like that I actually follow shoes to an extent and I really think uh, Michael Jordan needs to thank LeBron James for that because there was a year when LeBron James was kicking Michael Jordan's ass in shoes and what happened is Jordan went to his people and said we got to start mass producing these shoes now because they, remember you remember there was times when people was getting shot people was getting beat up on these yeah. shoe releases Hell yeah and then what ended up happening was you know. I don't think Jordan started mass producing shoes because of that. He literally mass produced shoes because LeBron was beating him. And and, 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 and that's a competitive streak, but my the point that I'm trying to make here is Oh yeah, your point was totally different. If, if you if, <laughs> yeah, if you're collecting uh I mean what I mean three and a half billion, one thirty, I mean what is that, two and a half percent, three and a half percent? It's disgusting. Yeah, I mean so if you're making three and a half percent, I mean hell, at least you're making it off of revenues because if you made it off of net yeah. Then a company could pretend they never made any money and don't pay you we, shit. We didn't sell a shoe. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so at least you are making it off off of net. I mean, excuse me, off of the revenue instead of net. But the problem that I have there is, man, that that's low. Yeah, absolutely. That that is low. And and and, and whenever something is that low, there's st- there's still a hierarchy, right? Yeah, I ain't gonna absolutely. call it a boss, but I am gonna say it's a hierarchy. Absolutely. And that and that's uh, you know even at 130 million dollars, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Absolutely. And I ain't nowhere near that, by the, by the way, folks. And, I, and I'm nah. short, probably by $130 million. Jordan made Nike. like Yeah, he, he think, made Nike. And they paying you pennies. Exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> and, and again, it's not anti-Jordan. It's not anti-Nike. I mean, I just I just took up for Nike over Jalen Rose, for God's sakes. Yeah. So, this isn't anti. <laughs> you know, we're, we're about pure capitalism here. But I think that you really got to understand, like, I, how much leverage do you have? You know, mm. to your point, you just said, Jordan made Nike. Yeah. Who 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 was Nike before Michael Jordan? Signing some. I mean, shit. What do you think of first, Michael Jordan or Nike? Bro, you think of Jordan first. <laughs> before Michael Jordan, it was Converse and Magic yes, and Larry, and then Jordan exactly. came. Exactly. Like, so right, so it. And, you know, and it goes back to the um the wrap up com- uh, podcast where we were talking about Jay Z mm-hmm. and, and and again understanding leverage. I think, as a matter of fact, two podcasts ago we actually said that. Pro- that when Jay when Jay Z made four four four, he said he could have bought Dumbo, right? Mm-hmm. And and he just gave one place, and we were like, "Yo, he wasn't really a he wasn't a true owner of the Nets. He only owned one yeah. percent." But the true mistake that was made there is him probably not understanding how that Brooklyn real estate was going to go through the roof because of him, his because face, of, because of him. Yeah, he could have bought all the real. He could he could have. He could have poured everything that him and his wife had into Brooklyn. Yeah. And they'd be worth double what they're worth right now. Absolutely. Minimum. It's disgusting. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> so it's that ideal of understanding like what's your leverage. You know, mm. we talked in the, we talked in the wrap up about collective bargaining. We're not talking about unions here, but we are talking about understanding what's your leverage point. Like, wait, where are you actually have an advantage mm-hmm. when you're negotiating? Yeah. Um, and last one. I'm sorry if Mike don't choose the right topic. I'm like never going to choose the right topic. I'm going to choose the right topic for him. <laughs> um, MJ and the Russians or Eric B and Rakim? Gosh, I, I don't even know which one <laughs> needs to go. MJ and the Russians. 
And yes. Eric B and Rakim. And this ain't even a business topic, but I'm going to make oh, Mike shit. force himself. Man, let's go. Let's talk about the Russians, man. Let's see what's going on with that. Um, I have no clue where this is going. So when I talk about MJ, I'm talking about Michael Jackson. There was a producer, and dog, his name is slipping my mind. Um, but he was uh, he was helping Mike on the History album. And he brought up an interesting topic. He said, um, he said, there was a point in time when America was looking for Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson was landing in different areas. Yeah. And they, the police was trying to get to him. And <laughs> nobody knew, but the Russians had Michael Jackson hidden in Russia, in Mo- Mos- Moscow. And he made a song. <laughs> and it blew my mind listening to this. Because I said, who the hell you have to know? Yeah, to get hid in a whole nother foreign country that's not cool with the country that you're with. Oh man! And what? so I want to know. This is a great forty-eight, though, right? Like this is the this is quintessential. No, excuse me, not forty-eight. This is actually art of war. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. This is so dope, though. Like finish the story. I've never heard this. I, it was just amazing because, and he said, "There's a song on." Um, and there's a song, and I can't think of it right now. This is so terrible. But anyway, there's a song Michael Jackson wrote, and he's talking about writing a song in Mo- Moscow. And the reason was because he said Michael Jackson called him was like, oh, don't believe I'm at that airport. I'm actually in Russia right now. The government has me hidden, and the U.S. will never <laughs> find me until I come back. This is crazy. And so it just blew my mind. And I want to know what powerful relationships you have <laughs> that you going to get hidden. Oh man, I mean it's all about connections, it man. Is it's, all, all, it's, it's, it's all about connections and access. Absolutely. So again, so again, let's go back to podcast. I don't know, two podcasts ago, uh-huh. and we were talking about Jay Z, yeah, and him being in with the Brooklyn Nets, even though he didn't really own any part of the team. But what what that that um, exposure gave him, it gave him access. Absolutely, gave him access to the, the billionaire owner. Mm-hmm. Somehow that billionaire owner connected him to Warren Buffett. Yep, being connected with Warren Buffett has put him into rooms and and opened his mind to things that he hadn't considered. Right, so he yep. bought a liquor co- bought two liquor companies. Yeah, you know he bought a streaming company. So access is sometimes. So even though we 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 do look at what he, you know that that one percent of the Brooklyn Nets, right? That really yeah. wasn't you know half percent whatever he owned. That yeah. really wasn't a big Something. deal, but. Would this guy had would he be worth over a billion dollars without that access, without having that mind opening experience of someone explaining to him? Mm. Like there's things that we know. Imagine how much we'll know if we actually sat in a room with Byron Allen, a Dale Lafrebray, a David Stewart. If they could sit down and say, well, one day. "Man, Mike and Gab, y'all y'all cool, y'all sharp, but dude, y'all missing all of this right here. Let me show you how to do all of this." That access is worth so much. Absolutely. So to your point. Michael Jackson had access. That's crazy, and that's crazy <laughs> to think about. So no, that's, that's that's it. It was amazing listening to that story. I encourage everybody to go look up the Michael Jackson and Russia story because you know one thing he even said on there. He said it's relationships I offer. This producer said that Michael Jackson told him there's relationships I offer to the U.S. to fix with foreign countries, and they told me no. And he said Michael Jackson understood that there's something bigger than him that's going on out there. And he said, you know, he went into the whole, this is why the U.S. was trying to ruin Michael and was popping yeah. up all these random stories, which made kind of sense. Um, By the way, um, that was the right topic. So shout out to Mike. Um, <laughs> the other topic, if y'all just wanted to know, Airy B and Rakim has the number one jazz album right now in the country. Really? Apparently some, um, some guys 
heard listened to their album. Um, let me get the album for you guys. They was listening to Eric B. in Rakim album, and they were smoking weed, and they asked Rakim and them, "Can we redo the album with a jazz background?" And right now they have allegedly the number one jazz album. Hell, I'm about to listen to it on the way home. So that's all I wanted to tell about that. <laughs> I just thought it was amazing. And the reason why I'm bringing up cannabis because they talked about like um, how this is, this industry is growing and how these guys literally just got high and was listening to rock and was like, man, this would be dope if we just put jazz, jazz components it. throughout it. Man. So there you guys go. Now you have a rock him and jazz him. Anyway, um, let's get this show started. All right, so what are we talking about today, bro? All right, so today we're going to talk about... This is going to be a very brief topic. I mean, we spent 10 minutes, 10 minutes on this. I'd be surprised. But today we're going to talk about business myopia. So, mm-hmm. excuse me. I've been mispronouncing this all day. Myopia. myopia business yeah. myopia. I definitely wrote it down like that on my paper. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reason why we're going to discuss this is because when you go in business for yourself, a lot of times... There's always, I mean, shit, not even just in, in business for yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. I've worked for companies where sales and marketing hate one another. Right? Absolutely. Like marketing <laughs> believes that sales do one thing and sales believe marketing does one thing and then neither does either. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that becomes a problem. <laughs> but business myopia, so this was this was an idea that was created by a marketing paper written by Theodore um, Levitt that was published in the Harvard Business Review in the 1960s. And one of the things that I love about this is it's such a simplistic ideal. It's an ideal that oftentimes it's not even given undergrad, which I don't know why. Most times you do get this in grad school. Mm. But it's, it's do you understand what business that you're in? Uh, yeah. That and and that's that's a huge huge part. Like you're you're in the photography business. Yeah. But are people are are you in the feel good business? Are Absolutely. you in the, the branding business? Uh, branding business, right? Absolutely. Like I want my wedding photo- by a photographer that's publishing a magazine. Yeah. So a lot of times you think it's just pictures. Well, there's a thousand photographers that mm-hmm. they can hire for just photos. Absolutely. But there's not a thousand photographers that is published. There's not Absolutely. a thousand photographers that have the Instagram following that you have. Mm-hmm. That becomes a part of the brand, right? Absolutely. And it's it's that ideal of do you know what is it that you're really selling? So, you guys know if you tune into this podcast, we talk about going into business, right? Yeah. And what what's the three things you can sell, right? Product, mm-hmm. service, mm-hmm. expertise. Yep. So once you understand that, all right, yeah, you're in business. You sell your first product for a dollar. You're officially in business. In business. All right. Make all the money. You Make all the money you want. <laughs> but do you know what business you're in, though? Well, there's some companies that don't. That's most companies that don't. <laughs> it it is it is truly it's, it's truly something that that is eye opening when you do look look into the and to everyone that's listening to this podcast right now, I do recommend that you do Google um, either marketing myopia mm-hmm. or business myopia and read a couple articles. Like look for the ones that reference Theodore Levitt, and mm. so so you can see the mistakes that a lot of companies made. I mean, we talked about Blockbuster two podcasts ago. They didn't know what business that they were in. Netflix knew what business that, that they Absolutely. were in. But Blockbuster didn't know what business Blockbuster was in. And excuse me, Netflix knew what business Blockbuster, Blockbuster was, was in. in. Blockbuster did not know what business that they were in. And you keep and you'll keep running across this in business over and over and over. Google 
understood what business Yahoo was in. But guess who didn't? Yahoo did not know what business that they were in. And that's why the Google CEO, old Google CEO works there now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and it just gives it gives a ton of um of um of business. So you had the railroad industry, right? So mm-hmm. we're gonna, we're gonna talk about traditional business just so you can kind of see how easy it is to make this mistake. So yeah. the railroad industry, like you know, the Vanderbilts were made so much money off of the railroad industry. Mm-hmm. They lost it all like a bunch of um, ghetto motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> they, love Mike. Yeah. But, you know, they didn't realize that they were in the transportation business. They thought they were in the railroad business. So when better transportation models came, you know, forward, right? Absolutely. Airlines. Yeah. When the interstate system was built. The moment the interstate system was built, was they should not have been any trucking companies that were not already railroad companies. But the railroad companies thought they were in the railroad business. So get, so guess what industries became stronger? Trucking industry, mm-hmm. airline industry. Yep. Same thing when you go to, uh, let's see... Um, Nokia, you know, Nokia, yeah. Nokia <laughs> thought they were in the, the cell phone business, uh-huh. not understanding that they were in the, the communication business They They were in the connecting the device business, right? Absolutely. And Apple came, Apple was like, well, shit, Nokia, you're in the device business. So what happens that leads that brands end up, this happens? Okay. Are they just blind or is it pride? Like what really is it? So you got two things, right? So we had a podcast probably about seven podcasts ago. Where we talked about what, what do you manage to in business? Yeah, most businesses are managing to crisis. Mm. Like when something pops up, mm-hmm. that's what we manage to. Like we're yeah. not going to work on this problem until it becomes a problem we have to address. Yeah. Or they manage to expectations. You know, this is where we think we're going to be, so we're going to manage to that. We're going to do everything to try to get to, to get True. to that point, right? Like I, I just built the dam in the middle of the desert. And there's water that needs to go into this dam. Yeah. So instead of me damming the river, I'm going to just create a dam in a valley and divert all the water. Well, you just did a lot of extra work for nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's how many businesses run themselves. So this episode is kind of to give you an idea. Like if you are running a business, right? Or if you started a business and it failed, did you ever really take the time to understand what business that you're in? Most businesses are in the customer service business. Absolutely. That's what most businesses are into. So if you have a business and you're selling your product, your service, or your expertise, if you really don't understand that you are in the business of a hey, being available anytime someone needs anything, mm. you're really not going to understand what business that you're in. And you're not even going to get the opportunity to grow to be the railroad, right? You're not even going to be the business that grow to be Nokia. You're not going to be the business, uh, shoot, the tel- the telegram industry. <laughs> they own every pole in the fucking country because they're running telegram wires on it. Yep. They could have bought every patent to the telephone for 40K. They didn't buy any of them. And, it, and, and, be- and, and what? The, the baby bells became so large that they had to divide out all of the industries. And then they divided out all the industries and they still make money. Like <laughs> people are idiots, man. Yeah, it's, it's hand over fist. So I yeah. mean, this this episode, and again, I I don't I don't want to dwell on this, right? Like we can talk about Kodak. Kodak was in the they were in the photography business. And Sony was Sony came out Sony came out with the first digital camera. Now, now check this. Sony didn't even do the best job. Because they yeah. because Sony has so many departments. Yeah, that Sony did not even know what business that they, they in. Did. Sony, shit, I don't think Sony still know to this day. 
I don't think they what know. What business that they're they in. They don't, man. And you know what? People don't know it. And if you follow me and you know what's going on, I'm in the photography. They killing the photography game right now. And I have no idea how. Like, but, they but they, Because they came up with the digital camera bro, in the first place. And, they, and you know what? They are in the business of like, all right, what's going to be the newest technology? Let's go and let's go do that. Because now they, they was the first people to like master mirrorless cameras. Like, yeah. Camera's now a third of the weight. And that's crazy. But to Sony's point, though, so Sony is actually in an environment mm-hmm. that they that they can exist and succeed because they're, they're a company, a Japanese company. Yeah. Um, Japan, everything about Japan is different from the rest of the world. Absolutely. <laughs> so, it's an understatement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank the Yakuza for that. <laughs> so this ideal that... that Want no smoke, by the way. None. <laughs> Zero smoke. Zero. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so the fact that you keep running across example after example after example. I mean, guys, we could go on. We could we could literally go on all night, and we're gonna wrap this one up. But the whole point is, with your business that you're starting, do you understand what business that you're in? You got to. And if you don't, uh, we would love for you. You know, take the next 10 minutes and figure that part out. Because <laughs> if not, you will be uh, out of business very soon. Or somebody going to jump in your lane and say, hey, this is what you should be doing. And I'm going to just create it. Yeah, a, a young Apple, right? Like, all of us yeah. are starting business. And, and, and Apple's notorious for letting somebody else take off before them. Yeah. And then running them down and then running them over. Yeah. You know, and, and you forget that that person was ever in that space. Absolutely. Anyway, man, make sure y'all hop on Facebook. Go interact with the articles. Oh, by the way, shout out to Dallas Austin. That was the producer. And the song was um, a Stranger in Moscow by Michael Jackson. Dallas Austin produced that? Mm-hmm. What happened to Dallas Austin, man? I don't know. You better go. He uh, he doing a bunch of interviews with uh, Detective Vlad. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know. But uh, he told a great story. He told about a good story about uh, Monica and Brandy. About the boy is mine. Yeah. And apparently they didn't like each other. Oh, we all knew they didn't yeah, like yeah, each other. Yeah. But apparently the first time they ever met to perform that show together, before they walked on stage, Monica just decked Brandy and kept up moving. And when they got on stage, that's why if you go look at that performance, that's why they look mad at each other. Because she literally stole off on Brandy as they was walking to the stage. You know what? I'm not going to say Dallas Austin probably told the truth 100% on that. But <laughs> I, he was a big-time producer, man. Yeah, I mean, whenever Michael Jackson calls you I mean, say, he's still I mean, a big-time producer. Yeah. If 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 Michael Jackson say, "Yo, come hit me up. You gotta come work here. You gotta be there." We also need to do a podcast on Teddy Riley about how he was making thirty grand per song, and then he found out through Michael Jackson he actually supposed to be making like a half of a quarter of a million per song. I, I don't know how you don't know that. No, I don't know how you don't <laughs> execute after that. But we definitely <laughs> gotta talk about that one. Day. Anyway, man, please know your worth. Um and we're gonna uh-huh. holler at y'all next time. Hey, holler at your boy.